Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events with the first to market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in game betting, props, and futures. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, B L E A V 50, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. Hi, this is New England Patriots quarterback Michael McCorkle Jones. I'm excited to invite you to my new side road eatery, McCorkle's Footlongs and Buns. Here at McCorkle's Footlongs and Buns, we have the crispiest, longest, spicy Massachusetts wieners around. Stop by and wrap your hands around my footlong and put it in your mouth. It'll change your life. Don't believe me? Just ask Coach Bill Belichick. I love McCorkle's Footlong. It's yummy. So come on by McCorkle's Footlongs and Buns, and you'll see why I love tight ends. Uh, I mean wieners. In a world that's perfect lies a perfect little town where one team stands alone. But now, something's stirring that will change this place forever. Perfect. Welcome to Perfectville, your first place podcast for your Miami Dolphins streaming on Sirius XM and part of the Believe Network. I am Sam Marku, and he is the two-time, yes, two-time Hall of Famer. Of course, I'm talking about none other than the good doctor himself, Dr. Christopher Cullen. Doctor, how in the hell are you, my friend? Sam, I'm fantastic. So first of all, I'm back on the mic. Um, I've got my, I'm back in studio, right? I'm, I'm in the bar, the bar studio. Uh Training camp is here. The fans came today. Uh, football has started. I've watched nothing but just like random reporters talk about guys in shorts, throw footballs around, and I couldn't be happier. And this week, literally, we can say, Sam, Thursday's a Hall of Fame game. There won't be a week without football until next year. This is it's, phenomenal. It's the most wonderful time of the year because it is football season. I mean, we've gotten excited about the draft and free agency and mini camp and rookie you know, uh, OTAs and all that other fun stuff, but it's training camp. We've, uh, we've actually seen our boys out there throwing the ball, catching the ball, running with the ball, hitting sort of, uh, the other side of this, you know, that, that pads happen next week. It's just a fantastic time here, Chris. And you sound amazing. You sound better than I do, uh, back in the studio. We've been, uh, we've been, you know, making it work, piecemealing it together, but, uh, we both sound sexy as hell and we know it. Yeah, well, we get that money from SiriusXM, and all of a sudden, you know, we gotta we gotta sound the part, right? We don't want people going under this national media conglomerate, and I sound like I'm talking in a tuna can. So here we're back. We got the microphones, and we're ready to go. Yeah, SiriusXM uh, isn't shy to provide notes to the show. I recently had to do some commercials for SiriusXM, and they're like, "Here's a 10 second spot and a 30 second spot." I turned in the 10 second spot, and it was like eight seconds, Chris. And they came back, they're like, "Yeah, great, we need it to be 10 seconds." And I'm like, "Wow, okay." <laughs> so I come back, and it was like 10 and a half seconds, and they come back, they're like, "Yeah, so it needs to be 10 seconds." And I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> so I tried it a third time, and it was like nine seconds and nine you know, milliseconds. And they're like, okay, we'll let this pass. I was like, oh, you guys are perfectionists. Huh? You guys are 1972 in your own right. Well, I mean, honestly, I did work. I did work a little bit in the radio industry as been, been told before. Um, dead air is like cancer. You cannot have 
any dead air because that gives them an opportunity to realize their other options and they turn the channel. So uh, if there's that little speck between the, your ad and the next one, maybe that's why they're so uh, butthurt about it. Yeah, I just said, like, can't you add a dolphin squeaking at the end of the eight second one or like just a fart noise? just like a <laughs> two, like two seconds like that would have been fine. People would. Oh, we get it. Sound right? of the ocean or something. Yeah, yeah like anything that faded out with something. I mean, come yeah. on, be your serious XM. Can't you uh, have one of your guys fix it in post, as they like to say? But no, they uh, they they challenged me. They they, they accepted in nine point nine seven seconds. So uh, I think we're back in the good graces of SiriusXM, and uh, it looks like the Miami Dolphins are back in the good graces of the national media here, Chris. The first week of training camp is up, and really, that's all we're talking about. We're talking about Tua. We're talking about Tyreek, Jalen Waddle, Javon Holland, Liam Eikenberg gets the orange jersey just the other day. Uh, first week of training camp, no hitting just in the shells, but, uh, so far so good. What do you think? Everything I've seen so far, Sam is, uh, what we want this Mike McDaniel, uh, has gone on the NFL network and he's mentioned how guys are, are buying in, uh, they're learning, they are uh, installing so many things. One cool thing I heard from multiple players, and this is one thing I like defense and offensive alike is how creative our offense is, but how simple it is so one of the ways that Tua described it and also Tyreek and uh, Waddle was that we have tons of formations that are exact same formations with five plays in them five different plays so as a defender you're coming up and you're like oh they ran you know off tackle in this last time nope here comes a jet sweep same formation well it's either a jet sweep or off tackle play action pass same formation you know, now they're doing a counter to the left, you know, uh, RPO. Mike McDaniel is so smart and he's got this all in play. And um, just seeing the excitement, Javon Holland was interviewed on uh, the um, training camp live on NFL Network. And Javon said something pretty cool. He said, they come to work every day and want to do good for Coach Mike McDaniel. He brings energy to the locker room and they don't want to let him down. They want to have fun and play too because he is lenient and fun and it's just it's a freer feeling and nothing was more evident of that than the beginning of training camp today when the fans arrived and Tyree Kill does a fucking backflip to get everybody amped up and then like the undrafted lineman we got from Minnesota comes out and Stone Cold Steve Austin's two energy drinks or beer or something like Talk about something that wouldn't happen for 500, Alex, when Flores was our coach. I'm amped up about it. If you couldn't tell, training camp so far, so good. Well, and look, just the the luck of the Miami Dolphins and the fan base in general. If Tyreek had done that last year, he probably would have done that backflip and just snapped his Achilles tendon, and that would have been the Jesus. end of it, right? But he didn't do that. He landed it, and then he went out and landed a 65-yard touchdown bomb mm. from Tua Tungavailoa. I mean, if you haven't seen it yet, kudos to third and one for getting just the perfect majestic unicorn throw from Tua Tungavailoa. Uh, Chris, this is 11 on 11. He, he drops back. He sits in the pocket. He gets to the back of the pocket. He turns and he throws and he doesn't look like he's even really trying that hard. I mean, he obviously put something into it, but the thing just had a perfect arc over the top of the entire video drops right in the bread basket of Tyreek Hill around the 10 yard line, about 55 yards in the air from what I could estimate dropped right where it needed to be. Tyreek took care of the rest. And uh, after that explosions from people's mouths and dick mouths all all over Miami Dolphins nation. So yes, screaming and jizzing everywhere. The janitor well, the part, at the uh, Miami <laughs> Dolphins is not going to be happy. No, he's not. Maybe he is. Maybe he's a fan of the show. And he's like, you know what? You know, it's like one of those things like I'll clean up jizz. If it means the Dolphins are good, you know, one of those guys, I don't yeah, know as long he as he says. it's happy jizz, angry jizz. Hey. He doesn't like, but happy jizz. 
Yeah, he's or shit. Floor. You know, yeah. like he's been cleaning shit for years. I mean, happy jizz. I take happy jizz. Hey, uh, reminder, everyone, we're on Sirius XM. We are a very serious podcast, professional <laughs> podcasters. Happy jizz. Ten minutes. Well, in. speaking of national media, Sam, I'll, I'll bring it back. That video, the coolest thing to me is getting retweeted and tweeted out by the big dogs. You know, Sports Illustrated, CBS, ESPN, NFL Network are talking about it. It's on their TV, on national TV. Finally, the narrative feels like it's changing, Sam. We've already said and been to a fans. We want him to get a chance. We want him to have it better than the worst offensive line in history, historically bad. He's throwing with Matt Collins and Isaiah Ford as his number one receivers with Savad Ahmed and, um, you know, these guys at running back that you've never even heard of. Of. And now, finally, and 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 I love the the the, the haters too. They're like, oh, you had to have all this around and be good. Yeah, it's called building a fucking roster, right? You know, look at Josh Allen before Stephon Diggs. Okay, are you going to just say he's not a good quarterback because he didn't do anything with with before Stephon Diggs? No, that's what teams do. You build a roster. We want to be the best team in the in, on the planet. No, so to do that, you get players. So Tua is doing well. The national media is finally noticing, and it's going to be happier times in Perfectville. I feel Sam. Yeah, I mean, people forget Joe Montana had some guy named Jerry Rice that he threw the ball to. I mean, all quarterbacks that are worth a shit have at least one pretty damn good wide receiver or offensive weapon that they can throw the ball to, right? I mean, let's not live in this weird bubble that uh, the only person to ever have, you know, assets put around him is Tua Tungavailoa in order for him to be good. It's just not the case. Um, The other thing from today's practice, Chris, that I saw was uh, in in, uh, individual drills, one-on-ones. It was uh, Jalen Waddle versus Nick Needham, and it was about a 45-yard pass, and uh, it looked like a flick of the wrist from Tua Tungavailoa. And this is like, you know, I, I hate the Alabama Tua that people say, oh, there's Alabama Tua right there, because you really can't do that anymore. He's year three with the Miami Dolphins, but this has to be not only from a mental standpoint, but a physical standpoint, probably the healthiest he's been with the Miami Dolphins and to see him just seem like effortlessly throw that ball 45 years, 45 years. He threw it 45 years. He threw it 45 yards and dropped it again, right where it needed to be to Jalen Waddle. It's going to be a fun season as long as everybody stays healthy. I mean, I don't know what defense is going to do with Tyree kill and Jalen Waddle. I really don't. You can't. And and uh, th- there's somebody that spoke to uh, one of the um, executives for another team and they asked them, you know, how do you defend Tyreek Hill? That's like, we'll give up the five yard hitch every day, like all play the, the whole game. The underneath is because they have to back up. You have to back up. And if you actually watch that throw from two of the one that everyone's talking about from today, um, watch Tyreek Hill, like watch him motion and watch when the ball is snapped. How fucking fast his get off is. His get off is unbelievable. The corner has about six yards or so in front of him, opens his hips and turns to run, and it doesn't matter. And you can hear if you listen to some of the videos that fans have posted, people in the crowd, as Tua's in the, the drop back of his drop back, yelling, he's open, throw it. They knew 10 yards into the route he was burning whoever was covering him, which, by the way, I hope it wasn't Xavier Howard. <laughs> but, you know, whatever. You know, iron sharpens iron. There was also a play from yesterday's practice where uh, Xavier undercut and had a pass breakup. So, dude, these guys are going to make each other better. But watch that takeoff. Tyreek Hill is literally the cheetah, and he is so fast. Like you said, you can't defend it. 
No, seeing is believing. And, you know, we all knew what Tyreek Hill brought to the Miami Dolphins. We know what he did with the Kansas City Chiefs. But seeing it in this offense and seeing it 11 on 11, again, against a defense, by the way, Chris, where their strength really is that secondary. So whoever it was is still a really good player. And Tyreek just ate him up. You're absolutely right. It didn't mean anything. He just turned and was like gone. And, uh, you know, again, if everybody can stay healthy, I think this is going to be a fun, fun season. And something else that came out this week was, Chase Edmonds, you know, our running back that we just got from the Arizona Cardinals, he basically came out and said the Miami Dolphins were trash last year and Tua never really had a shot. So now you have current players saying whatever they did last year doesn't correlate or translate to what they're doing this year. Obviously, new coaching staff, uh, new personnel, new offensive scheme. Everything is brand new. So you kind of have to throw the last two years and specifically last year right out the fucking window. And to see a player, a student of the game who recognizes what was happening and maybe what wasn't happening to say, no, 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 no. You guys can't judge Tua based on what happened last year because last year was basically you know, somebody who didn't know what the hell they were doing running this offense. We've got pieces in place here. We've got people who know what they're doing here, and you're going to be surprised. So you have Tyreek going all in with Tua Tungavailoa. You've got Chase Edmonds saying, you know, basically be, wait and be patient and be ready because you're going to see this. You're starting to see the offensive, um, I'm sorry, the, uh, the, uh, the, the, the media around uh, the NFL start to take notice and go, okay, hold on a second. They're on to something. And I just can't help but laugh at, Tua's trainer, Nick Hicks, who has been spouting off at the mouth for the last six months about you guys don't know what you're talking about. Get ready, Miami Dolphins fans. And uh, right now it's training camp. It's the first week. I understand that, ladies and gentlemen. But right now, Nick Hicks is doing exactly what Chris just said. I told you so. Yep. And he should because he has been. And he's been getting a ton of heat for it. I mean, people, if you read the comments of all his stuff, like he's posting videos, oh, it's on air. Oh, it's not against anybody. Oh, his arm looks weak. That's not that big of a deal. And he's just talked about all the work he's put in and how hard he's working. Like you said, you mentioned, and not a lot of people are talking about this. His first year is coming off a major, major hip surgery. I mean, he dislocated his fucking hip and he comes in and he plays. Does he struggle a little bit? Yeah. Did he have some bright spots? Sure. Second year. He's got Brian Flores working against him. We've already talked about the historically bad offensive line. He gets drilled by the Bills in week two, I think it was. And he's never the same sense. You know, he's healthy. He's working hard. He's building camaraderie. So I was I was watching the NFL Network as well. And Tua, they interviewed him. He said that they, never before in the three years, this is his third year, never before has he hung out with the guys on the team outside of the facility as much as he has. They're coming over to his house for cookouts. They're going to Tyreek's house to rap in his studio. I mean, they're hanging out. They're, they're getting close. You can just see it. You can smell it. You could feel it. And uh, even with the Tyreek and Waddle joint interview they did together, you know, Waddle mentioned how like Tyreek comes in, he's every, the same every day, and he helps him. He's teaching him things. Like You can't put a price on Tua's experience and Tyreek's veteranship in that locker room and what it means with a coach that fully supports it and backs them all doing it and i mean the guy went to his luau i mean we talked about this when he was hired sam and i can't hammer it home enough because i fucking called it mike mcdaniel's damn best thing that's happened to this team since shula he's going to come in he's changing everything he's smart he's putting it on film and they're believing in him and they're trusting in him and they're all lighter for and having a better time look at the fucking training camp today how much fun they're having that makes a difference yeah and you, you know that mike mcdaniel interview on the nfl network he talked about 
that he was pleased. I mean, he's not going to say anything other than that, but he has been pleased with what he's seen from Tua Tagovailoa so far. And he gave two examples of Tua failing, right? In one case, he Love made that. the wrong read. And in the other case, he, uh, he threw the ball and it wasn't accurate. And McDaniel went out of his way to say he's a perfectionist when it comes to ball placement. And what he loved about both of those two issues is that, you know, failure, and I talk a lot about this just in general when I do my public speaking, but failure uh, happens to everyone, you know, uh, big, small, doesn't matter. Uh, everybody has failed at something multiple times in most cases. But it's up to that individual to decide whether failure is the end of that process or just a step in that process. And for a lot of people, it is the end. You know, you fail and you give up and you move on to something else. Two is not doing that, right? He failed at where he's supposed to put the ball. He failed at making the right read. And then the very next plays in both cases, he did better. He learned from that mistake, was angry at himself and went out and did better. And uh, I love that because that shows that, look, you know, he's still learning. He's still trying to figure it out. He knows what he did uh, and he's getting coached as to what he did wrong. And then he's going out and fixing it in real time. So failure becomes a part of that process towards success and not the end of the process. And I think that's a big difference because I'm willing to bet in years past, if Tua makes those same mistakes, he's not getting, you know, the ability to fix that mistake. He's either being yanked out or he's being admonished and told he's not doing it right and doesn't have the actual coaching moment that Mike McDaniel and his staff is giving him as opposed to, you know, a beat down coach that's just telling you you're not doing it right. You keep screwing up. This is why you've got a short leash. Different approach to probably the same problem and you're seeing different results. Look, some people are going to say, uh, you know, he's a millennial. They're the young guys and they need to be babied. Back in my day, they grabbed my face mask and yelled at me. We have talked about this, Sam, that that isn't the world anymore. It's not about babying. This guy's a professional athlete. And listen, I don't care if it's what you do, Sam, if it's what I do, if my son on the football field. If you're just constantly told you're doing something wrong, fuck you. Like, I don't want to do it anymore. I don't want to do this. It's not fun. When Mike McDaniel came in, the first thing he said was he's a coach. He's a teacher. And he brings in guys that teach and coach because they cannot play for you. So the whole amp up thing, bullshit. They're professional athletes paid a lot of money to do this. Just tell me how I can be better than the guy across from me and make it make it work in my head. Make it click. And if you could do that with Tua, it's not babying. It's just not being a dick. Just don't be a dick. Like you can coach without being a dick. And sometimes you have to amp up and you got to yell at them or you got to do this. But if it's constant, it's just going to be echo white noise. If it's constant, you have to come to their level, talk to them like a man and a professional athlete and make them better. And Tua, you can tell by his interviews. You can tell when he ran out in the field today, he put his hand around arm around Mike McDaniel as the crowd was pumped up. They love each other. They're working together in unison. And it's going to be proof in the pudding on the on-field result. And it's not just Mike McDaniel. I mean, you brought you you mentioned it, Chris. It's the entire staff. I mean, all the videos I'm seeing, Frank Smith, our offensive coordinator that we got, you know, the very talented offensive mind from the uh, Los Angeles Chargers, who's now ROC. He's not going to be here long. I have a feeling like I will be a head coach before too long himself. But he's right next to Tua on just about every piece of video that I see. He's right in his ear. He's telling him what he's doing right. He's telling him what he's doing wrong. It's not just Mike McDaniel. All the footage, the B-roll footage of people stretching uh, when they go to the wide receivers line, guess who's there? Wes Welker. He's right there stretching. He's at right there working out. He's running wind sprints right next to Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddell, Cedric Wilson, and everybody else. It is an entire culture shift 
for the Miami Dolphins that these guys are all in, not just for the players, but the coaches are saying, if you're going to be all in and we're asking you to be all in, we better be as well. And uh, it's, it's refreshing to see here, Chris. I mean, we've talked a lot about the offensive side of the ball, but I want to shift to the defense here in a second. I want to get your, uh, your, your thoughts on Frank Smith and, uh, and the other offensive coaches, but uh, kind of put a pin in that because I want to talk about what's happening on defense that hasn't really been talked about. I learned something this year this year. Well, that's technically true this week uh, about the defensive players that uh, I wanted to share. But uh, what are your thoughts on Frank Smith, Wes Welker and the rest? I mean, I can't remember our quarterback's coach and uh, uh, his name, but I see him in that in the videos right next to Frank the entire time. It's so important. It's just so important as a player that you have a coach that is going to tell you to do things and why to be right next to you seeing what you see. So, I mean, if he's up in the booth or he's over talking to somebody else, the two, he's not engaged. You have to be engaged. And like you said, you mentioned it, you know, we're going to ask you to do this. I'm not going to not do it myself. Right. So I guarantee you they're in there when the players arrive and they probably stay when the players leave and they want to do the best they can for these players. And that's why I was so excited when all these coaches names were getting brought in. I mean, these are guys that just done work, come from great franchises, former players, are mixed in and it's just a perfect uh aptitude for for what we're looking to do mike mcdaniel is so smart he, he brings the people he trusts he delegates and he knows the the message is all the same in all the different rooms and they come out in the field and it's working and Tua even said it he mentioned they asked you know what how's it going so well until uh during uh training camp and he said it's because of otas because guys showed up guys wanted to be here they wanted to be great they know change is coming sam and they're all bought in and in that case other than the AFC being stacked, bro, like it's going to be a fun season. Daryl Bevel is who I was thinking of, the quarterbacks coach who uh, who's got a long history of working with some Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Russell uh, Wilson come, comes into thought first thing first, and they look yeah. like wins out there when you watch them play. Yeah, I mean Aaron Rodgers is in that list as well. I mean I don't think he takes full credit for Aaron Rodgers, but he's definitely been there uh, and around greatness and knows what greatness looks like at the quarterback position and. uh um, you know, he, I think his hire is an understated one, uh, as well as a few others, but you know, Tyreek, I'm, I'm, I'm fascinated by him. There's a couple things and we'll switch to the defense. Like I teased, but, uh, a couple days ago, he's running a route. He trips and falls and does a, a somersault, like a barrel roll gets up and still catches the ball. <laughs> Unbelievable. And you know, the, the athleticism, the awareness, not giving up on a play, I mean, it wasn't like, you know, in a game that probably doesn't happen, but maybe it does. And actually, Willie McGinnis on the NFL Network was like, I'm pretty sure he planned that. He didn't think that that was just a genuine, you know, trip, fall, whatever. He's like, knowing Tyreek, he doesn't trip and fall. But the, the ability to just do that, you know, most people can't do what Tyreek just did in that, you know, short three second clip. And it was a funny clip here, Chris, because if you see it, it's all over Twitter. In the background, two is actually throwing a ball, you know, just kind of lobbing it off to the side. So the ball that he's catching is actually from Teddy Bridgewater. But uh, the way it looks, it's kind of a mind fuck. I actually posted it on Twitter. It looks like Tua is throwing this lob ball. And then all of a sudden, Tua, uh, Tyreek gets up and just drops and it drops right into his hand. It was a very, very weird kind of like uh, mental mind fuck of, of, of a video for those four seconds of Tua doing a barrel roll and then catching the ball. Not from Tua, but looking like he caught it from Tua. It's an unbelievable athleticism. I saw the video when it happened. Um they showed Tua when they interviewed him and he couldn't believe it. He didn't see it. Like you said, he was throwing it the opposite way. So he was not watching the play when it happened. He saw it for the first time when they showed him on NFL network and his reaction was so wholesome. He's just like, what? Oh my God. Then he goes, no, you can't be falling on the ground like that. Cause that's pick six. That's, and that's what the quarterback's thinking. That's a pick six. If you fall on the ground. So it's so funny to see how his mind is constantly working like that. Um, I, I just think, yeah, you know, the athleticism is unreal. Uh, supposedly his work ethics, 
second to none. And somebody like Jalen Waddle can learn from that. It's just, oh God, that helps our team so much. Well, and it's so funny because uh, we talked a little bit about the national media, Chris. I know we're bouncing all over the place, but we're just giddy. Um, and and one of the guys on the NFL Network was like, you know, Mike McDaniel came from San Francisco and he's got Tyreek Hill. You know, could we see a little Debo 2.0 action with Tyreek Hill, you know, coming out of the backfield? And Willie McGinnis turned to him and goes, did you not see Tyreek Hill in Kansas City? Like, this is a known entity. Of course, we're going to see Tyreek Hill out of the backfield. This is not new. This is not groundbreaking when it comes to Tyreek Hill. You're going to utilize your best weapon all over the field as much as you can. And the other guy was backtracking like, no, but what I mean is, you know, the Baba and Willie McGinnis, who's, you know, seven foot five or whatever he is, still looks like he could play in the league, just basically put him in his place. And as much as I hate giving Willie McGinnis, former New England Patriot, all the credit in the world, he's absolutely right. I mean, I cannot wait to see how we deploy Tyreek Hill all over the field, backfield, jet sweeps, running nine routes, crosses over the middle that go for yak. Everything that you can do with Tyreek Hill is going to be a lot of fun in this Miami Dolphins offense with Mike McDaniel calling the plays. And we haven't even talked about Cedric Wilson and Mike Gusecki and Raheem Moser. <laughs> I mean, like the, just Waddle and Tyreek alone are enough to keep you up at night as a defensive coach. Now you got to worry about those guys. Like, and with the accuracy and quickness that Tua gets the ball out, I mean, if you go safety over the top pitching on those two guys, Wilson's one on one on a slant all day long. So it's just, it, it's just unbelievable. I can only imagine, only imagine what Mike McDaniel's cooking up with his playbook. I mean, it's got to be unreal. And it's interesting too, because normally at this time during camp, you know, the first few weeks or so, the mantra is always the defense ahead of the offense. The defense is ahead of the offense. So if your offense doesn't look good, you go, well, the defense is ahead of the offense. In fact, I heard sure. that when they went to the New York Giants camp, they said, well, the defense is making plays, but as you know, the defense is always ahead of the offense right now, which is probably true, but it doesn't look that way for the Miami Dolphins. It looks like the offense is at least matching the defense, and that's a pretty damn good defense. So if you're keeping up with the Miami Dolphins defense and you're the offense, you got to be pretty proud of yourself. It doesn't look like I'm seeing a huge disparity between one side versus the other. The defense is making their plays. We've got a couple of interceptions. We've got pass breakups. They're doing their thing. But the offense right now is the superstar for the Miami Dolphins and what everyone is looking at and paying attention to and with good reason. But speaking of the defense, Chris, I did not know this. I must have missed this story or maybe it was a brand new story. But Xavier Howard uh, is a pro bowler. Xavier Howard is one of the best cornerbacks in the league. Xavier Howard was a pro bowler this past year, and he brought Javon Holland with him to the pro bowl. Chris, I don't know if you knew about that. I did not know that. And Javon Holland went there and was around all of these pro bowlers and was like next time i come back here i'm on this roster you know talk about motivation talk about being a leader bringing this young guy a rookie xavier howard who over the years has gotten the reputation of being a me first player uh, has turned into a team first player and is bringing along people like uh, like javon holland to say hey why don't you come to the pro bowl why don't you come hang out with me and hang around all these other pro bowlers and see what it's like see what it's like to be around nothing but greatness and understand that you probably belong here and what do you got to do to prove that to everyone else? I mean, what a fantastic story. And everyone is starting to look at the snowman. Number eight, Javon Holland and going, that's the guy for the Miami Dolphins. And I agree with him. He's the guy for the Miami Dolphins in the future for the Miami Dolphins defense. Yeah, I'll start with Javon Holland first. There's a reason we sprinted up, like literally ran up to turn that card in to draft him. If he did not stay out and hold out after COVID, 
that that senior year, he would have been a first round draft pick. So the fact that we got him in the second round and we sprinted up to draft him, dude, Javon Holland, listening to him talk in that interview yesterday with the guys on NFL network, he is so grounded. He is so just like, he's there. They want to be great. They want to work. He's the one that said, we want to come in every day and work hard for coach McDaniel. He brings the energy, but moving to Xavier Howard, that needs to be talked about more in the national media. I mean, it really does, or at least our local beat writers, to take him to the Pro Bowl, to call this rookie and say, hey, you had a great year, man. You deserve to be here. You'll be here one day. You want to see what it's like? You want to see what it's like to live this life? Come with me. And to take him, like, you know what that means? Like, we, my wife and I were talking about Zachary. Zachary is a rising freshman, okay? He's Javon Holland. He's the rookie. I asked him if he got a ride home from Miss Mindy. She's, like, one of the moms of the team. He's like, no, Eli brought me home. Eli's a senior on the team and talk about how much that meant to him. Just a, a senior to pull up, make need a ride and put him in his car. My son can't even drive yet, by the way, a couple of years away from getting a license and his teammate, you know, has that res- respect for him to give him a ride. That's what that's like. He took him to the pro bowl dude. And Xavier Howard, you're right. Even dolphins fans. He's a very, very quiet guy. And you see the holdouts and you think like that, you think he's a me first player. He understands and realizes he's as good as his guys around him. And if he can take that guy under his wings, and maybe somebody did that for him. Who knows? Maybe Byron Maxwell took him to the sleeve department, showed him his baggy jerseys. Who knows when he was a youngster, but Xavier Howard doing that. He's such a leader. And it just shows that we are finally building that roster that we're, we're looking for. And I'm really trying not to laugh about the Maxwell joke. I just, I'm, I'm envisioning a sleeve department at a, at a, at a clothing store. Like you got your clothes, you got your pants, you know, you got your ties, you got your suits. And then like, Oh, why don't we head over to the sleeve department and see if we can find some nice baggy sleeves. Yeah, excuse uh, me, put- sir. Can you um, uh, bring us all the polo sleeves that you have? <laughs> Yes, your finest Velcro sleeves that we can just attach to the rest of the shirt. You know, it's like those pants. Remember those pants for a while where like they had zipped uh, right at the knee and you could just unzip them and they became shorts. God, it's really hot. Yeah. And it, it, like it, they were not cool. Like whoever came up with those, it was just like, hey, 45 year old dads everywhere will love these. And that's all anybody ever used them for. Uh, that's Byron Maxwell with the sleeves. He just needed zip away or tear away sleeves on those freaking things. Uh, but the sleeve department, Chris. Uh, at Macy's coming soon. That might be a new commercial coming soon to Perfectville. <laughs> we're we're not too far away from build your own clothes in clothing stores, right? Like you're going to have a sleeve department, a collar department, a button department, and you're just going to do your own like fast fashion right there in the, uh, in the, in the mall and you'll just buy your shirt. It's kind of like when you make your own ice cream or now they have all those, you know, pour your own beer places yet. I still have to give a tip, which confuses the shit out of me. Um, you're going to have make your own clothes departments. I think you're onto something, Chris, you're a, you're a trendsetter here. Yeah, you you have you have kiddos. Uh, instead of a build a bear, it's build a sleeve, build a shirt. Yeah, yeah, that'll be good. You know, it's like I got a red collar with green sleeves and a you know rainbow fucking. Shirt. You know, how many dads probably had those zipper pants and like unzipped one of them and walked out and I'm ready to go. Oh man, I'm missing one of my sleeves. You know they did it. You know they did it. Oh man, I know right now there's at least three dads listening to this that are burning those pants as they're wearing them right now. Like, oh shit, they're making fun of me. These aren't cool. I didn't know these weren't cool. You can and see just- the inseam. It was so bad. It like stuck out. It was like not even try to hide it. Like there's a sign. There's zippers on my knees. Like these are terrible. 
uh, you know who did not wear those was Javon Holland's dad. And you talked about how humble and just how gracious he is. Javon Holland's dad lives not too far away from where I'm recording this right now. He's uh, almost a neighbor of mine. And I do know that Javon Holland's dad actually trains athletes, including Javon Holland. So it doesn't surprise me when you see how dedicated and disciplined Javon Holland is, knowing that his dad was a former NFL football player and CFLer uh, and now trains athletes, whether they're swimmers, baseball players, football players, et cetera. That's what he does for a living. You talk about discipline. You grew up around a former pro football player, and then all of a sudden he's also a personal trainer that's making sure he's getting the best out of you and giving you that routine. Of course he's disciplined. Of course he's there and uh, has the right attitude. It doesn't surprise me at all when it comes to Javon Holland. Yeah, we're seeing a big influx of uh, former players sons now coming into the league asante samuel's son sertan uh holland um the safety from uh tampa bay bucks uh, i mean there's just all kinds of guys coming in so it's just proof of putting like you said they grew up around it they know what it takes and uh you know uh, also they probably have a network of people they know <laughs> yeah and you know the funny thing about this too is that like you talked about uh you know we're talking about the defense and we're talking about javon holland who we know had talent and xavier howard who we also know is is just you know, one of the best to ever do it for the Miami Dolphins in that backfield. But I read something else this week, and this is why, again, going back to coaching and putting the right pieces in place, Sam Madison is going to make a difference for Noah Igbenogany. I don't know if you saw this, Chris, but Noah actually credits Sam Madison with saying, Sam wants me to give no room at all to wide receivers, no cushion. He wants me up on the line. Thank he wants God. me pushing them. He wants me, you know, taking advantage of that five yard. He, that's where he think, thinks he's going to do best. You know, he doesn't want him to give that five to 10, you know, uh, yard cushion and then all of a sudden get eaten up. He wants him in his face, knock him off their route and screw up that timing between that wide receiver and that quarterback. And I'm like something so simple. At least it seems so simple. Sam Madison's able to coach that up, make that play, uh, make that player hopefully more effective for the Miami Dolphins going forward. If you can get Noah Igbenogany and Austin Jackson, who's got 8% body fat, by the way. I mean, again, we're talking about all these players and just it's nothing but positive news here, Chris. But if you can get Noah Igbenogany and Austin Jackson to be reclaimed, holy crap, now you're cooking with fire. Dude, that is just proof in the pudding. Again, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring this back to that's the Mike McDaniel effect. These guys were excited to come to work. I mean, they just weren't before. I mean, you heard the stories of the locker room and, and how just like it was negativity. It was just yelling. It was just constantly just putting you down. And for Austin Jackson, he said he, quote, had a excellent offseason. Like he was just so excited. And now he's going to have a Trevon Armstead next to him, coaching him up and helping him. And he comes in with shape with a coach he can understand <laughs> when he speaks and a good coach with a track record. I mean, he was excited to come to work. And if we can turn it around, I know you just said it. But if we can turn those two guys around and make us have solid three first round picks out of that group, holy shit. We just like cooking with fire. Dude, now all of a sudden we have a nickel corner that's pressing guys and like, you know, winning the eight man basically, um, you know, or like the six man award or whatever in the NBA. So, like, that's the kind of guy you want with Noah. And if we can get something out of him with Sam Anderson and Sertan, that's just. God, that'd be amazing. Well, I don't even know if he's the nickel, even if he plays better, Chris, because you still have Nick Needham out there as your nickel quarterback. So, I mean, it's an embarrassment of riches when you t when you think about that defensive backfield. Um, and Austin Jackson, I believe he said, he goes, I would say I had a great offseason. Not good. There it is. Great. And uh, you talk about a guy who has taken probably more shit than anybody on this team other than Tua Tungavailoa. It's Austin Jackson, probably even more than Noah Igbenogane. And for him to come out year three, lost his job, 
was told that he probably shouldn't be on this team anymore. We were very critical of him over the last year in particular, but for him to come out and have that confidence, just again, all the credit goes to this Miami Dolphins coaching staff, I think, because they just seem to know what they're doing. They're handling this team perfectly right now. Chef's kiss to everybody on the coaching staff for the Miami Dolphins. Um, Sam, I just looked it up. We got to remember Austin Jackson is 22 years old. He's a baby. He is a baby. He's legally able to drink for one year. And he got put into a tough spot. You're a first round pick and you're brought into a bad offensive line. And then all of a sudden your second year, they're moving you, your position, like changing your position. You're so bad that we're changing your position. You know, if he gets that confidence, he comes with that confidence. He obviously had the physical attributes and we're actually coaching this guy up. My God, if we can just get a good offensive line play from him, there's a reason he went to USC. There's a reason he's a first-round pick. He has the talent. The coaches have to just motivate him and coach him up to where he can utilize it. Yeah, and, you know, oh, by the way, Liam Eichenberg, who uh, was up and down last year but was a pretty high you know, draft pick for the Miami Dolphins, is wearing the orange jersey second day into training camp. So he's obviously orange jersey, for those that don't know, is the person who performed the best the day before. Uh, he's out there picking music. He's out there as, you know, essentially the best player of the day. So, yeah, I mean, Liam Eichenberg, Austin Jackson, you you pair those two up if they can be reclaimed with uh, Teron, Teron Armstead and Robert Hunt, and all of a sudden you have four-fifths of your line figured out. That's, a, I mean, astonishing, astonishing if we can. Well, and they moved, around. they got Connor Williams from the Cowboys, who they uh, are moving to center, it looks like. I saw him uh, snapping the ball a little bit uh yesterday on the video footage i saw of camp you know if he can come in from what i heard from cowboys fans he's a great lineman just had a lot of penalties i mean if he can clean those up with good coaching and we solidify that centerpiece there goodness that'd be great yeah i only left connor williams off because i forgot his name that's the only reason i didn't put him on that and that's uh, <laughs> the five. easiest name on the team and of course you forget it but you're nailing no way aganabane yeah yeah it, uh, i was like we got that guy from the cowboys who just held every single play but i can't think of his name uh but it was really only last year by the way it was the only year that he had penalties uh uh, issues with penalties and uh, funny enough <laughs> the only other guy that matched him with holding penalties was austin jackson so let's put them <laughs> together and see how that goes put them right next to each other at least maybe they can just get one holding penalty together as opposed to two separate ones if they're going to be uh, left guard yeah, do it at the same time so they offset that'd be yeah great. yeah that'd be wouldn't that be a, like a weird loophole like if you both got called for holding on the same team but somehow that's still offset and you just play the down over and there's no penalty at all like that would be <laughs> you see a guy holding you're like shit and you just grab the other guy running yeah, you just yeah. offset it Referee, look, I'm holding him. You like, you like yell at the ref. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, what are you looking forward to next week? I mean, I know Andrew Van Ginkle had a great practice today as well. Uh, I'm looking for the defense to respond to what the offense did this first week, which was to, uh, you know, not completely dominate, but you didn't hear a lot about the defense this first week. You know, looking ahead to next week, I think they actually put the pads on next yes. week. Chris will actually start seeing people get hit. I mean, obviously, with the exception of injuries, which so far, other than Michael Dieter, seems like the injury bug has not hit the Miami Dolphins. It has hit some other teams, including uh, the Buffalo Bills with Micah Hyde. What are you most looking forward to in week two of training camp? Yeah, I'm looking I'm looking for these running backs to step up. A lot of people are talking about Raheem Mostert. I've seen Chase Edmonds' name. Is Sony Michelle practicing? I haven't seen anything. He had a pretty good run today, but again, okay. it's not very physical, so it's not really it's, right. it's there, hard. There's to, a lot of tags I'm yeah. seeing. They tag them as they run by. You, you brought it up, and uh, of course, I'm a former middle linebacker, defensive coach. I want to see popping, dude. You got the pads on. Let's see some guys hit. Let's let's this is the boys of summer. It's hot. Uh Tyreek even said he's had two cramps already, and it's like mm. the third day of training camp. Uh, because 
because practicing in South Florida is just different. And that is such a home field advantage for us, especially week one Patriots and their dark blues coming in. I saw something just to bring it up to about uh, our uh, AFC East arrivals. There was a red zone period or a drive period where 11 straight plays was either a sack or pass breakup or interception against Mac Jones's defense, 11 straight plays. They beat their ass, their defense. So we got that coming week one and they're dark blues. It's going to be hot. So playing in the heat and pads and popping, man, that's what I'm looking forward to. Well, as you know, Chris, the defense is usually ahead of the offense at this point of training camp. And uh, that seems to hold true for the new England Patriots and uh, McCorkle Jones for the, for the new England Patriots McCorkle. Is that the worst name? In is that football? his real name? His first name is McCorkle. Fuck you. Are you serious? I swear to God. It's Mac McCorkle. Jones' real name is McCorkle? Yeah, I'm looking it up right now just to make sure that... <laughs> I hope my, you, my wife laughing in the background got picked up because that is exactly what everyone should be doing listening to this podcast right now. It's actually McCork- his, it's his middle name. His first name is Michael. So Michael McCorkle Jones. Okay. I was going to say, I, I was going to, I was going to say, I, I don't know. I, 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 don't, I think I would have flown down to Miami just to start a McCorkle chant. So it's his middle name, Michael Mc- McCorkle Jones. McDorkle, more like it. <laughs> yeah, more like more McCockle, <laughs> bitch. I got a bad uh, look from the wife. That was not a good joke. <laughs> that's all right. It doesn't matter. Most of our jokes aren't good, but people still yeah. listen and they still love uh, Welcome to Perfectville. So, you know, we love you too. But uh, look, man, I think that's it. It was just really kind of a stream of consciousness training camp week one special episode of Welcome to Perfectville. Chris, anything else you want to talk about before we get out of here? No, I want to find out if Tyreek Hill really washed two as dishes because he brought it up again on NFL Network yesterday. He's like, he literally said, I'm going to go over to Tua's house and wash his dishes. And he goes, I really did that. And he like did his hands like I, I guess I will ask you this real quick. Yeah. Is he the biggest superstar we've had since were Jason Taylor and Zach Thomas even on no. his level? Yeah. No. When's when's the last time we had a super Dan Marino? Ricky Williams? I would say Ricky Williams, but Ricky Williams was so introverted that he did Correct. not embrace the media the way Tyreek has. I don't think we've ever had and I mean Sa- this. Sam, I don't he did a backflip yeah. to hype the crowd up. Like he's fuck he grabbed the microphone yeah. and like did his peace sign. Like he's I don't think we've had a superstar this big, like ever, especially in this day and age, this era. No, I, I I'm I'm thinking ever. I, I and I mean that. I mean outside of maybe Larry Zonka, who I think embraced the media on some level, but even then he's on the cover of Sports Illustrated with Jim Kick flipping people off. Um <laughs> Tyreek Hill is probably the guy in terms of what he's already done in this league, uh, that has embraced the media and is using the media to help bolster not only his own individual brand, but the Miami Dolphins brand, Tua Tunga Bailoa's brand. Uh, across all media platforms. He, I, I, he's only been here a couple of months and he's been to three practices, but I think he is probably the biggest superstar that has actually embraced media for the Miami Dolphins in, the, in their history. And, and I can't think of anybody else um, that even comes close to him. Yeah, me either. I mean, we'll send that out to the uh, to the listeners and tweet us uh, if you can think of somebody uh, that brought this kind of presence that had this aura, right? Had that aura around you where you're just like he's on. They want him on interviews. They they talk about him on Sports Center after the game. Yeah. Uh, they interview him after the game. Um, he, he's a captain. He's a leader. I think he's fit perfectly in Miami too. Being from Florida, he's he just has a different. 
uh, pizzazz about him uh, that maybe he had in Kansas City, but we didn't see it on a daily basis. You know, now that he's on our team, yeah. um, I honestly think I'm going to call my shot now, Sam. I, if we go on a good run in the beginning here because of somebody like Tyree Kill, and if we're having success and the the interest in Mike McDaniel that everyone has, I could see a lot of our games at the end of the season being flexed, being because of getting on national TV. Yeah, absolutely. And I would also say this. I mean, he's perfectly cast in this role for the Miami Dolphins. Correct. Like, imagine Forrest Gump, if anybody other than Tom Hanks played. Okay, <laughs> I was like, where is he going with that? He's perfectly cast. Imagine Forrest Gump. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. Tyree Kill of Forrest Gump. Well, yeah, I mean, Forrest Gump ran a whole bunch, and Tyree Kill is going to run yeah. a whole bunch. But no, that's not what I meant. What I meant is anybody other than Tom Hanks playing Forrest Gump just seems like it would not work. It would it's not like work Robert as Downey well. Jr. as Tony Stark. Like He was born to play that role. Exactly. That's probably a better reference than no, no. Game. You're right about Tom Hanks. I can't picture anybody uh, doing that. That that's like like they say in Tropic Thunder. Anyone else in that would probably have gone full full retard. But uh, <laughs> Tom Hanks did not. We're on so, Sirius XM Radio. Uh, yeah, yeah. And and Tyree Kill being with the Miami Dolphins in the role that he's in is the Forrest Gump of the NFL. Um, run Tyreek run run yes you know kind of the old run Ricky run I will say this at some point we're going to need a nickname a mashup of Tua Tungavailoa and Tyreek and I'm thinking Tua Reek would be uh, pretty close to what it should be so I'm going to go Tua Reek just based on that 65 yard connection today uh, that is their Hollywood makeup or Hollywood marriage name Tua Reek I'm then- gaining my wife's attention because I'm about to call something here I you just gave me an idea oh if you're a Stranger Things fan, mm-hmm. here's my fantasy football name this year. Ooh. Waddle up that hill. Ooh, there you go. For anybody on that road, gonna waddle up that hill with there no problems. Yeah, Kate Bush. Because you know what that does? That puts uh, Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill. Thank you. Yeah, and the same one there. I like that. Mine's so now if anybody be- else uses that, they heard it here from Perfectville. You're welcome. Give me fucking credit. Why don't you just use it in our league that I'm going to be activating here in like the next week? I will be doing that. Yeah. Hopefully I have enough space. I have a name. I have a name for our, for my team this year. And I'm just going to, I'm going to hang on to it and uh, okay. I'll just let people who uh, actually join the league, uh, see what my name is, but uh, you're not going to like it, Chris. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> Uh, we'll just leave on that tease. There you go. Season, I don't know, 17 of Welcome to Perfectville Fantasy Football coming up. The most okayest league ever. Best name uh, ever. Before too long, I should be active. In fact, one of our uh, one of our esteemed uh, owners actually tagged me the other day and like gave me a reminder to open up that league. I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot to do that. But that's coming. The write-ups are coming. All the fantasy football news and views uh, that you probably don't want is coming. Um and the Miami Dolphins are coming, ladies and gentlemen. The Finns are up. They're swarming around. Tom Brady, well, not, uh, McCorkle, McDorkle, and uh, the rest of the AFC East, Josh Allen and their little bitch-ass New York Jets. I don't know. It's a Saturday. I'm hungover. It's been a fun, fun week of, of training camp for the Miami Dolphins and here in the town of Perfectville. And since we have nothing else left to say, the only thing left to say is goodbye. From perfect later. <laughs>
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.